Welcome to another great ass episode of Pissed Off Sports Podcast. It's your boy Mike and Keith, and you know we're gonna bring that heat. Sit back, relax, turn those speakers up, crack a cold one, and enjoy the show. Bro, I'm fucking hype, man. You heard that intro, man. That shit go crazy. Well, they're not ready for it. That bitch they they, they the weren't tank. ready for it, man. They 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 see that pissed off sports keep coming with this continuous upgrades. They not ready for it. If we ain't the greatest, shout out to Drake. Then we headed for it. We get an upgrade every week, you know what I'm saying? Man, this shit just getting crazy, bro. The views is going up, the audience is growing. We getting sponsorships now. This shit getting crazy, bro. Shout out to Dash Productions, man. He's the one who sponsored us on this fucking intro, that fire-ass beat. Y'all go give him a shout-out, a like, a follow, subscribe to your boy, man. He's available on Apple Apple Music, and he's available on YouTube, man. He's doing big things, man. I don't want to air his business out like that, but I know he's going to be up there playing with some big, some big names here pretty soon. So y'all give a round of applause. Man, how's this NCAA shit looking, man? Yeah, boy, my bracket was good. You know what I'm saying? I had to redo my bracket, though. Oh, okay, okay. I had to make sure because I know last time you said you didn't do a bracket. So I don't know if you really redid a bracket or you finally did a bracket. I had written, I wrote a bracket out. I even got it right. You handwritten that shit. That don't mean nothing. And, but but that you ain't know, got no saying? credit. Look, 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 I redid it when we had the second chance. You feel me? So we finna see. Look, Gonzaga and Arizona, they going to the top. Already. Oh it. my God, Gonzaga and Arizona. Did you not see what Arizona did this last game? They barely pulled it out. <laughs> Arizona. I'm, t- I'm telling you, what Keith, you got to be out of your mind, man. But didn't I say Ohio was gonna beat Loyola? Come on, dog. That's the round of the sixty-four. We talking mean, the national championship. Hey, look, look. I only had four wrong out of the whole bracket. I had five. You know what I'm saying? On one of them. Granted, there was some some real upsets. I was like, who would have thought that shit? But, you know. But Arizona? Man, come on, dog. Arizona. I'm telling you. Arizona. What are you talking about, man? Mm. Uh, I'm out, man. My name's I can't believe you with your right mind going to sit here and Gonna tell me with a straight face, Arizona. I had Gonzaga at first, but you know who I gotta go with. I already know. Who North that? Carolina. Who that? North Carolina. North Carolina, baby. We still in the national championship contention, dog. We out here in the Sweet 16. We about to play UCLA on Friday. That's gonna be a tough test. We we win that and Duke win. Then guess what? It's a rematch. It's a rematch. What other what other way to finally put Coach K out than with another? UNC beat of Duke, you know? Hey, low-key, I just want to see it. That, that, you, you, got, you got some competition coming your way. You know how much of a field day I would have if UNC beat Duke and it'll be the Elite Eight and got Coach K out? Like, that's his last last loss. Like, his last regular season loss was against UNC. Might as well be against UNC in his last playoff loss, you know? True, true. That's true. As much as Coach K is a legend, man, he gots to go. That would that. that that would be like a great, a great fucking day. 
But we got to get past UCLA first before I can even think of us going against Duke. Thank you, UCLA. They ain't playing, bro. Look on my sec on my second bracket, dude. I did like ten different brackets, man. I'm trying to increase my chances. I want to see how lucky I am. I only did one. Only did one. Hey, look, look, look! look. I, I only did one. Man, you got to do better than that, dog. Nah, bro. I'm trying. I'm trying to see how good I am. You feel me? Look, that's why. That's why you have ten of them, so you have ten chances to see how good you are. Nah, nah. Look, look. Watch, guarantee one and done. Mm, yeah, you gonna be one and done after the first game. Jeez. You probably you probably picked UCLA to beat UNC. Did I? Yeah, you need to go look at that. Cause, I actually cause no, I picked North Carolina. All right, cool. Because they got Bob Marley's uh, cousin on the team on UCLA. I don't know nah. if you've seen him. I don't know his name, but that boy got them, them dreads, dog. No, nah, I ain't seen him. Oh, but he nasty. He he nasty. As long as, long as UNC played the way UNC been playing, I think it's going to be good for us. But I, I think out of my 10, I think I got about UNC winning on like four or five of them this time. I didn't have them in my first bracket because I – I seen the way that they they ended out the season when they lost to Virginia Tech, and I was pissed. I said, "Man, there ain't no way they can beat these teams. They might win the first round, but I didn't I didn't think they was gonna win against Baylor. That's the reigning national champion." I'm saying, bro, I got but, UNC going to my Final Four. But UNC blew a 25 point lead, dude. I was so stressed. I was oh, I was in my living room. I was getting heated. Damn. If we would have recorded the episode after that, they would have really understood why this is pissed off sports. I was so mad. <laughs> But we pulled it out. I unfortunately had to handle business, so I didn't get a chance to watch the game. But I watched hella highlights, though. Yeah, no, I've I've, I've been blessed to to still be at home for a little bit longer, so I've been able to watch the uh, watch, watch a few of these games. So it won't it won't be like this for much much longer. But I'm enjoying it while I can. Yeah, same here, same here. You uh, you you give any look into the the NCAA the women's basketball at all? Oh, of course. You know who I'm repping. Go ahead, boy. Who you repping? You kind. The disrespect, Maryland. Who fuck you mean? Maryland not even in it. They not. Let me double check right now. I don't think so. Nah, UNC plays South Carolina, Creighton, Iowa State, Tennessee, Louisville, and South Dakota and Michigan, Notre Dame, NC State, Indiana. Oh, okay, okay. There it is. Maryland, Maryland, and um Stanford. But Indiana, uh, Connecticut, Ohio State, and Texas. They they the ones that's left. Okay. Stafford good though. They is I, good. And I I'm worried, man. Is, is you you worried about Maryland with Stanford? I'm worried about North Carolina and South Carolina. I seen that. I'm like, hey, Stanford doing their thing this year. Like, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I keep the hope alive out here. Yeah, you're gonna have to keep some kind of hope because I don't know. Stanford. Oh, they them. Oh, they defense is straps. I don't know. I'm saying <laughs> they defense is straps, bro. I watched them the other day at the gym on the bike. Why roll for damn near hours sitting there watching? But you know who else got them straps on defense? And this was got me worried. <laughs> that team down there in the other Carolina, the South Carolina. Oh. Man, them girls got straps, bro. The they first, their first round, they only gave up 21 points. They different. They second round, they only gave up 33 points. North Carolina, UNC, they had more points scored in their first round than the teams that played against South Carolina had on, on defense combined. 
So I'm worried. I don't. I haven't really followed um the women's basketball as much, but I've been keeping up with it. My nah, pops, he's a he's a big UConn fan. He'd sit up there and talk about them all day long. Look, I was stressing. I was like, boy, Stanford. I was like, damn. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, man. I, I I see some potential upsets. They got um South Carolina projected to win this all. Stanford Stanford's been good. They 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 damn sure been good, and that's gonna be a good <laughs> good problem, test against y'all. That's their problem. And if we if we beat Stanford, we going all the way. Yeah, I I think the winner of I don't know, man. I I think it's kind of tough to get UNC past South Carolina on this one, just because South Carolina is like that heavy favorite. But it's it wouldn't be the NCAA March Madness if it wasn't for some upsets. This is very true, and upsets happen every year. Every year, I think I think it's gonna be good, man. And we got a, we got a couple of days break, you know. The men's they don't start back up until Friday, so I think we we got a little bit of time to just sit here and and have our minds go crazy thinking that we're gonna do good or whatever. But I ain't got nothing to do Friday but sit there and watch sports all day. I mean, I'm the same way. Oh, hey, but I'm you know I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good another weekend of some college basketball. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Speaking of basketball. Man, Zion Williamson, man, this dude, this dude can't stay healthy, man. He's he. They already came out and said he's out for the rest of the season, man. I don't I, think I think that boy was overhyped coming out of Duke. I knew it was. I knew he was gonna be out for the rest of the season because it only makes sense. Like, what? Well, he just got back. Why would you put him back? I mean, not he just got back. He's trying to get healthy, so why throw him out there and mess him up even more? Yeah, I mean the boy, the boy can't stay healthy. I think it's because his ass is overweight. Hey, first of all, I, I'm I'm overweight. Well, but you ain't you're not a professional athlete where you get paid to stay in shape. I'm in the army. I get paid to stay in shape. I'm too fit. But you're not you not getting but you not getting paid millions of dollars to stay in shape. Yeah, big facts. <laughs> and you have a better quality. Well, Zion has a better quality of life than what you have. What I have. The boy, yeah. the boy just show up to, to the practice. He ain't even playing, but he getting paid. That's true. That's true. Man, his rookie year, dude, he only played in 24 games. All this hype about Zion Williamson coming out of Duke. Oh, he's going to be the next LeBron James. He's going to be the next LeBron James. Boy hasn't even played that many games to even be up there with, like, Steve Nash. You know what I'm saying? I never put him up there with LeBron James. That, but that's just the, that's just practice. what the 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 media was saying. That's because he was dominating college, and he's just big as hell in college. Yeah, his old linebacker ass out here playing playing basketball. Now now he now he looked like a damn offensive lineman. <laughs> that boy's so damn big. He eating too many rice cakes, and he stopped it. Man, yeah, he down there in that Louisiana uh, eating all that Creole food. Oh boy, that's dangerous. It's so yeah, it good. is dangerous. He getting all the all the alligators and stuff. That's what he eating down there. I ain't mad at him. I'd probably be doing the same thing, but man, you gotta you gotta slow it down a little bit, dog. He, he got to work out. He, he got, got to. to do something. He got to because he ain't, he ain't available to play. The best ability is availability, and he ain't there for it. Boy, if I couldn't do legs or like any kind of cardio, my upper body be swole. Mm. I'm telling you. Mm. But that boy, he got to do legs, arms, back, shoulders, cardio, do it all. But he ain't doing it all. You know what he's doing? He's sitting in them drive-thru lines down there in New Orleans getting after it, getting all the food, 
eating up all the food. We're we gonna see how he perform when he come back next year. He, Man, he you know, come back he, with he, a bang, though. he better not come out and ask for a super max deal. He only played in 84 of a possible like 250 games. If that so they they'd be a fool if even if he was to say, Oh, I want to, you know, I want a super max deal. Boy, you ain't played enough to get a super max deal, but somebody gonna give it to him just off his name alone. Your name gonna get you so far. Your your stats take you the rest of the way. He has good stats, but he ain't got no super max deal stats. The boy can't shoot from mid range. Hey, look, look, look! Shaq couldn't shoot from mid range, but he he was the shit now. But Shaq was also like seven four, not really, but like seven one. Zion ain't no damn seven one. He about sixteen. He weighed the same as Shaq, and he got speed. But all he gonna do is just drop drop that um shoulder, and take it to the rim. And throw it up and hope he stay in his damn shoes. Yeah, that's that's true. That's Man, what I'm Zion, like, he, he ain't got he ain't got the stats. Zion better come out of this injury season in shape, looking and playing better. He looked like James Harden when James Harden was in that in that uh after the bubble, and he came back and they said, "Damn boy, you look fat." <laughs> that's what Zion look, look like right now. Somebody need to stick a straw in his belly and let some of that air out. You know what? Hey, I just I, I I'm waiting to see. I think the whole NBA world is waiting to see. The I'm, whole, I'm waiting to see. All of us waiting to see because I don't I don't think Zion's gonna have it in him. I'm 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 not too sure about Zion. But speaking of another person who Zion was supposed to live up to the to the pre hype is how's LeBron James doing this year, man? Oh. You know, I was sitting there looking at the the Lakers highlights the other day, and I was like, "How y'all got these players on this team, but y'all not doing shit?" Right. I think it got to be the chemistry, in my opinion. You don't think it's the coach? It could be the coach too, but it is the. You know how like LeBron was with the Heat, Miami Heat. That's yeah. probably some of the best team chemistry he's ever had. And he'll ever have. Facts. And you don't see that shit on the Lakers. They might all be cool, like each other, but when they're playing, you don't see it. And LeBron James, man, he had his hand orchestrated on this entire roster. I I was never a fan of having Russell Westbrook come over there because every team he goes to, he's a team killer. I'm glad he left the Wizards. He was getting on my damn nerves. Yeah, and I know that's your team, but hell, he should have stayed there because now he's over here at the Lakers and he's putting putting a dent on his legacy because he's not he's not what he was or how he was and all that. He's not he's not playing good. He he not old Russell. I miss old Russell. Old Russell. Yeah, because he dog. was a dog. He ain't a dog no more. He he's yeah. a little chihuahua right now. Man, I heard this shit, man. It said I it was basically saying LeBron James is the hammer. No, he's the wood. Anthony Davis is the hammer, and Russell Westbrook was supposed to be the nail. But they ain't building shit over there right now. Because they all, none of them can stay healthy. When LeBron James is hurt, Anthony Davis was there a little bit, and vice versa. Now Anthony Davis is hurt. Hopefully he'll be back if they even have a chance of making the playoffs. But I seen this, I seen this on um on Sports Center earlier today. It said is LeBron James having more fun this year losing than he is winning? Shit, it seemed like it. Yeah, all, all except for the, the other day when he was frustrated where he threw the ball off that damn rookie and the rookie was, ah, 
That's what he sounded like when he got hit with that ball. I'm not saying LeBron has lost his step because he damn sure hasn't. Oh, absolutely not. He has not lost but his step. You can tell that like he's not putting forth that effort. Who? LeBron? Bro, my eyes, I don't see LeBron turn the whole game around by himself. Oh my God, Keith. But but, the, but it's like I don't know if his his halftime pep talks ain't doing doing the job. Cause you know, back in the day, if they was bullshitting that that pep talk, you know LeBron gonna say something long. Motherfuckers come out with a whole new tenacity. I don't know what he's doing to the Lakers right now. LeBron James is leading the league in points per game. He's on pace to win his second scoring title. Yeah, that's always motherfucker happen. No, he only won it one time. That motherfucker always up there. So we never gonna talk about that. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about his motivation. I mean, not motivation. What's the word? I can't even think of it. I don't know, but I don't like it because LeBron James has been playing his ass off. He's he's been averaging. 37 minutes a game out of 40 this entire year. Well, he, he needed to say he something 52%. to somebody. He needed to say something to somebody. Uh, well, I don't know who he's going to say it to. He needed to tell Anthony Davis stop getting his damn – stop hurting himself. Because the rest of his team, I don't know. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony keep missing clutch-ass shots to, to close out the game. Russell Westbrick, as they call him, and he don't like that. I mean, I wouldn't either. But – Westbrook, Westbrook, yeah, he need to play better, Mister Mister Triple Double. He ain't playing like his old self, and if he played like that, then we would have a whole different discussion. He he need to, LeBron need to have a good heart to heart with them motherfuckers because I don't know what the fuck going on. I think I think he has had a heart to heart a couple times, but he kind of knows like this season's you know they ain't gonna win nothing. So he going, yeah. and he already said when his son comes out to play, you know, just because of the name, who's to say he's gonna be in the NBA? But He's already gonna say if if Bronny ain't on the Lakers, LeBron gonna leave, and he gonna go and play wherever Bronny's at. Don't let that be like Sacramento Kings or something. I respect that. I mean, I do too. I mean, who who wouldn't want to play with their son on their first year in NBA or NFL or MLB or any of that? I respect it, but at the same time, you gotta let your son make a name for himself. God damn. I know, but I, I think I think like that'll be like LeBron's walkout thing, but that'll take away from. From Bronny's rookie year, exactly. Because it's like you already got the name, you already gonna have the cameras on you, and now you're gonna have the pressure of having your dad there. I think it's gonna be bad for Bronny's legacy career if he, even if he does uh, make it to the NBA. Me, I will want to play against my father. Yeah, just so you, just so you can, uh, just so you can dunk on him like how LeBron James did on Kevin Love and sunned him. And the Boy, same just, just on that Sunday night dinner around the table, you know what I'm saying? When I go see him. Yeah, you I just look at him like, Dad, pass me the salt. <laughs> like, yeah. Give me that salt, Dad. You know I dunked on you. Dunked all over that ass. He, yeah. he, 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 probably, he probably won't hit me. I'm like, yeah, you still my daddy. You know, it's cool, though. Yeah. But you still but, got dunked on. Yeah, I'm going to have that highlight playing in the background all night long. And I would never let 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 him live it down. Not even if he dunked on me. Hell no. Nope. I would. I mean, I you you got to be the, for yourself. You can dunk on me. Yeah. But I don't dunk on you. It's a new it's a new time and age. Man, that'll be so funny, dude. If that were to happen, because I mean, I don't think it would happen in the LeBron James situation just because he's got the name, he's got the pool. But 
I th- man, that would be so funny if, if Bronny dunked on LeBron. The sports world would lose their mind. LeBron would have to retire that after that game. He'd be like, no, all right, I pass the torch. He can't retire. He got to. He got to come back at least at least one more game, you know, and then just embarrass his son by like, let him know who he really is. He like, you yeah. still my boy. Mm. I, that that would be like that would be icing on the cake though. I would want I would want that for me to like if that were me. I'll tell tell my dad afterwards, like, man, you're gonna have to retire. Like I I, I put you in the retirement. I would get him a walker for for his birthday or for Halloween or, or Christmas, whatever. Maybe you have to get something. Shit. I, you know, I will buy him a poster. And then get that printed and put it on there. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> man, that would be hilarious. I'd do it right on his birthday too. Mm. It it wouldn't even be no regular size poster. It'd be it'd be a big ass one because you know them boys got them big ass houses. In fact, you know you got I gotta have one big enough to cover the side of the house. Mm-hmm. Let let everybody know. Kind of like how Miles Garrett when he um for Halloween he put the tombstones of all of the quarterbacks that he sacked. Ooh, in in his in his front yard. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a savage for that. Uh, that's savage. Trying to fuck with this mic. You hear you hear tick tick tick. I do. What about now? You good to go now? Word up. You know we still oh. it's still go. It, oh, I gotta pay, pay your bill. Pay your bill. <laughs> Let me see if I turn that down. It ain't too bad. It's just a little subtle. All right, I think. Oh oh. Mm. All right. Let's hope. All right, let's hope for the best on this one, man. I th- we 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 kind of pushing through this podcast a little quick, my dog. It's all right. Look, we got plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. We got a, a guest appearance today. Uh, it'll be later on in the episode, but uh, we got our our resident fighting expert analyst, Nick Walden, the co-host of the Social Club podcast. He's going to get on here, and we're gonna we're gonna bring up a couple of of topics that are, you know. Got to be talked about this in the fighting world. I don't want to want to bring it up right now. You know what? Fuck it. We'll just get it just so we can, you know, get get the audience intrigued. Um, I know I know a lot of people they they've heard about that transgender female or the the female that's in the the NCAA the swimming who was once a man. Boy, I seen that. That was out of pocket, man. So, I mean, we got we got our own opinions on that personally. I don't think he, she should be swimming with the females. He was ranked like a 400 or some when he was in the males, and then he comes out and says... 406, to be exact. Yeah, 406. And now he's in the women's, and he's whooping that ass, obviously, because they're, they're not the same athletic composition. Not at all. It, it, I, me, in certain sports, I'm... I'm cool with males and females playing together. Wrestling, for one, I don't see some females disrespect men. And I'm talking like pick up, body slam you, pin you down to get the point. I said, God damn. Yeah. That's that's one sport, but that's probably because I've seen it firsthand. But and because females, you have to be in a weight class. You have to you have to exactly. match the weight class. Exactly. There's no continuity over like this swimming. 
That shit, that would, I seen that was like, here's another one. That ain't fair at all. Yeah. I And, and the fact that even after, like, he, she won, he, she got the picture and all of the other, uh, the, the three other girls, they were on the side. They didn't want to be in the picture with him. I wouldn't either. I'd be mad as hell. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's disrespectful to, to the other three females that, I mean, we don't even know their name. And it's crazy because, like, in the picture, you can just see the size difference. Like, yeah, it's like Michael Phelps swimming against four year olds. I was, I seen that. I said, I, I actually, when I first seen it the first time, right? I looked, I was like, mm, she must be like Norwegian or something. That's a big girl. Man, you know who's going to live a long ass life? Because we just, we're talking about the transgender swimmers right now. And there's a transgender boxer that's out here. And our and our resident expert, uh, fighting analyst has literally just walked in here. Mm. Man, and like when I was scrolling, I had to scroll back because I was I was curious. I'm like, why why is she so big? And then I scrolled out and I started reading. I was like, mm, that makes sense now. Yeah, and 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 the fact that that person is getting all this notoriety right now is just kind of is 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 very disrespectful. And then. You know, we 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 just got on that um because we're in that group chat with the pissed off social club, um and they just had the uh the transgender, the trans. All right, and you know we're back from those technical difficulties. We got our resident fight analyst expert Nick Walden, co-host of the Social Club podcast. Yeah, he's in the building, man. So I mean. I know we uh we we kind of touched base on the uh on the transgender swimmer, um, which is going to kind of lead into our next topic, which is a great thing that uh Sir Nicholas Walden is here. Damn, I just threw your whole government out, but it's but it's all good, dog. It's all good. It's all good. How's everybody doing? Well, you know, I'm doing fantastic. It's been good. good and, and Mike's not going to answer me. He's right next to me, but I think he's doing all right. <laughs> but uh but yeah so um yeah man yeah Yo, you guys have a fire setup over here this is this is dope ring light everything oh my goodness you know we just got to make it uh you just got to kind of keep it a little bit interesting kind of make it feel like we're in like a in a professional ass setup but you know we're making it do what we can do we're trying to be like y'all over there on the social club man but me and hunter we got a we got a little bit of a bootleg setup. Actually, oh boy, Hunter is texting the group chat right now. And Hunter, that's crazy because we are going to talk about that after exactly. we get into uh, right after we get into it's, it's kind of like you know us already. Mm-hmm. But uh we're going to we'll we'll get into the um to the transgender boxer uh that that Nick knows a lot about as our resident expert fight analyst. Um so I mean it was a transgender boxer, right, that uh that was fighting against was it a a, a boy to a boy or, or a boy to a girl, girl to a boy? Uh, so, like I was asking, Mike, I don't know how PC you guys are over here. Um, Hunter and myself, we started out with like 3% of, um, you know, trans and non-binary uh, listeners. Then we, we we dropped quickly to 1% because I think we say some questionable stuff. So, if you guys are good with me just speaking from the, uh, you know, from the heart, these are strictly my opinions and do not reflect on pissed off sports. You guys good with that? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't, I don't. I came in. I came here to see my goddaughter, and, and I got. Uh, I got pulled into this this podcasting area uh, right after my dog knocked over the lamp. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so 
the swimmer thing, I, I don't know where you guys left off. Not really big on that because I feel like there's like a, like genetic um, like advantages. And then, but when you have Patricio Manuel, which is a uh, just had his pro debut, it he started off as a he was how do I put it? He was assigned at birth, uh, is I think how you're supposed to say it, um, as a woman, as a female, and then he transitioned into becoming a male. But he, rather than wanting to take any advantages, he wanted to fight men. So it was like a long road, apparently, from what I've, what I've read and, and what I've seen uh, for him to eventually get his first fight. But then he got his first fight. And uh, I honestly, I was watching the fight. I don't even know the outcome. I, I could definitely get that. I'm pretty sure they, uh, Patricio, yeah, that's, that's name, Patricio Manuel. Patricio Manuel. I'm pretty sure they won the, the pro debut. He did. Yeah, he did. So, okay, so he did win his pro debut. Right. But he hasn't fought since. And I think this was back in 2018. Um, and, I mean, I feel like if you're if you're able – I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's like, different, man. Cause so, I'm trying to get on the box rec now. So, box rec uh, for – you know, I know you guys aren't huge on, on boxing in itself. Um, it's a it's a place that uh, it holds all the statistics for any fight uh, professionally that has taken place that has been sanctioned um, across the world. You know what I mean? And, and it goes back, you know, as far back, I think, as, as they could basically remember with people having, you know, gloves on. Um, so, yeah, it uh, in 2018 was his debut, 12-8-18. Uh, um, he fought. I know it was a Mexican fighter, but I'm trying to get into box rig, and it's not. Uh, it's not really letting me log yeah, in. Yeah, you need to pay your bill. No, no. Thing, I have a box pay your bill. Pissed I, off sports says pay your bill. You know, I think honestly that so many people um, are like looking this up that uh, they they want they put it behind a paywall, which is weird. Um, trying to capitalize on this this guy's uh, this guy's stuff, which kind of messed up. But anyways, um, I after like doing a little bit of looking, I know that when. Um, you know, before he uh, transitioned, he actually went to the uh, Olympic trials. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to get on BoxRec to kind of find out, um, you know, more about it. Uh, because, yeah, it's kind of just a, a story that I've been been currently looking into. I, I honestly never heard of this story. I, I really didn't, which is, is mind-blowing to me. But um, the thing that kind of sucks, not only would it be hard for Patricio Manuel to, to find um, bouts, but if I'm not mistaken – uh, he's 36. So if you're 36 and you can't find bouts, you're already so you're already on the tail end of your career anyway. Yeah, and I mean, no. usually if you were brought along correctly um, and put through a good program where you know you become a what they consider to be a prospect, and you're you're fighting um, you know lower level guys and you get into journeyman and then you start getting your shot, like you start getting your shot. On average, I would say probably around 30, 31, 32. So now if you're 30, what's it, 35? 35, 36. 36. Yeah, if you're if you're born in 1985, I mean, unfortunately, I think personally, um, and and I know I'm not I'm not one to judge on people's, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to be trapped inside a body that I, I don't feel comfortable with, but it's like I feel like had he not transitioned, uh, would have probably had a much better better time um, booking fights at least, might have had a much better. In lengthier career rather than the one bout since 2018. Could you imagine if Patricio Manuel were to stay as a female? Maybe she then would have dominated the women's boxing. So it didn't say that she made the uh, Olympic team. She went to the trials, which already puts you in like the top 10% of 
of your your weight class, right? Uh-huh. Um, or or less, depending on on how many people um, you know are going out for that particular weight. Which it says here, super featherweight. So I mean, yeah, honestly, so there's there's a couple of different catches on this because women fighters don't get paid a lot, right? That's why like Chris mm-hmm. Shields, um, you know, multiple time gold medalist, uh, is fighting the MMA now, um, you know, and dabbling with that because it's, the opportunities are there. Yeah, you can get fights, but I mean, what can you tell me the last women's boxing match that you've watched? No, it's been, it's been a long time, at least a year. I can tell you the last. UFC women's fight that I've watched, not boxing. Right. And that's yeah. like the, these these female athletes, they're not getting paid the same as men because they don't have the same kind of draw, right? So it's like, especially at like super featherweight, I mean, it's not like you got heavyweight women. And, and people, I don't want to put it like a like the stigma on it, but it's like a lot of boxing purists look at it like, um, like almost like a freak show that they're paying to see. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, it's like – I mean, a super featherweight. That's that's not that's not crazy. So it's like you're just watching average sized women fight. So a lot of people aren't into that, and a lot of the boxing community is older, comes from a different generation. That that, in their opinion, they don't want to see that. They don't consider women athletes to be on that same level. Do you think Patricio Manuel deserves another fight? Um, I mean, I mean, it's been four years or is, three and a half. Is he seeking another fight? I'm not too sure, but he hasn't fought since that one fight. So, I think it's 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 our society, honestly. If if our society was like, uh, okay, I'm gonna say America, America's society is messed up. But like, if say she was in Europe, I believe he could get another fight easy because uh, like they're more accepting over there. I mean, but it's been it's been four years, and look what we just got to. We, America is pretty much just starting to accept. The LGBTQ community, right, right. Which is, I, I mean, and, and I think that there are certain things that are happening that are uh, like clouding that for for other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, my, my, Mike has to. Uh, Mike Mike's taking a brief intermission, so it's just me and you, bro. Um, but yeah, like honestly, it's like this to me is more like admirable than the alternative right when you have a man transitioning to be a woman and when a man transitions to be a woman obviously there's like genetic things that are in place like bone density muscle strength obviously the fact that they've they've lived their whole life producing testosterone like all these things that are are advantages you know what i'm saying so it's like for a female athlete that identifies as a man goes through the the transition i mean I feel like that's more admirable because they don't have any of these like genetic advantages. But then you have some people who are critiquing because they're looking at him like, all right, well, you're allowed to take testosterone in at what levels should your test levels be between, you know what I'm saying? So there's just a lot of different things, you know what I mean? Where in this science, there's not enough science really to back it, bro, because it's like, okay, if, if my test levels or your test levels are between, you know, A and B, right? But uh-huh. we've been producing it since we were children, uh-huh. right? So the thing is, is now you have a female who now is getting it synthetically over the what, two year, three year span, four year span, right? So it's like, should they be able to compete testing at higher test levels than the male athlete, than the the uh, genetically born, uh, genetically assigned male athlete? You know what I'm saying? So there's so many like different things where it's it's just. 
But there's so, a lot of variables. You know what I'm saying. I, I I hear that and I feel that, but like I feel like at the same time, if you're at that stage, you're training to be at a certain level. So I like, like I don't I don't feel like that should come into play. It does, but in in my opinion, I feel like it shouldn't because if she putting if he he or she is putting in the work, mm-hmm. and they come out a winner. That means the other person ain't put in enough work. And and I mean, on a personal level, I mean, I I could agree with you, and I'm sure so could many. But the thing is, is like you got to look at it in terms of like, like scientifically, you know, getting more of one thing, but you're lacking in the other. I mean, honestly, for for him to have been a, um, you know, a female competitor in the Olympic trials means that she would have given the business to. 90 plus percent of the population of men that are within fucking 15 pounds of her either way, you know, plus or minus. Yeah. So it's like, I just feel like there's a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, how much do you weigh right now? 250. Solid. Yikes. Hey, we big swole over here. Derek. Okay, well, I'm I'm about about 205. And I feel like, let's just, I don't know any 250 pound women like that. So let's just say a 200 pound. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm just saying, bro. I'm saying a a 200 pound woman, right? Plus, well, 205 pounds. That's that's where I'm at. I got to get that five, you know, because you got to be two something to do something. But I mean, plus or minus 15 pounds in either direction. If you're a woman, dude, like there's, it's extremely rare, like that you're going to, beat me in a sprint you're gonna beat me in a boxing match you can throw a football further than me a baseball like so it's like dude there's just so many variables that's why i don't think so much of this and it gets it gets easily um you know given a title where so much of this is like uh you know transphobic or this or that when really it's like yo some people just don't know bro like some people just don't know like damn like all right, if this transgender athlete is coming in at test levels that are, you know, double Keats now, but Keith has has the bone density of a fucking, you know, a middle 20s man because he's had, you know, tests his whole life. What are how do you level the playing field and can you ever level the playing field? Genetically, you you really can't level the playing field. They, they can honestly take as much testosterone or whatever they need to take. But g- genetically... Their makeup is different. But in, in genetically, but see, there's so many different arguments to this that I really, even being, and I appreciate it being like your guys is, uh, you know, like like boxing, um, you know, what would you call me, Mike? The expert fight analysis oh, expert, expert of analysis. analyzing fighting. Okay, I like it. Yeah, so all that. So that, that title, um, I appreciate it, but it's like when it comes to um, like the transgender subject, it's like sometimes it's cut and dry. You have um, fighters, I think it's like Fallon Fox, right? Um, genetically assigned at birth to be a man, um, goes into MMA uh, as a woman, right? Um, I think she's post-op, the whole nine, takes testosterone blockers, all that. But it's like you have connective tissue, you have bone. Oh, might be having more technical difficulties, y'all. Oh, what about now? Good, good to go. All right, all right. But did you catch that about that fighter, Fallon Fox? I caught the first part. Okay, word. So Fallon Fox was um, uh, 
born assigned. Uh, yeah, that's how you supposed to say it. Born assigned a man, right? A male. Um, uh-huh. Grew up in, I think, transition dude, like later in life too, like like mid twenties, maybe maybe thirty, and it's like, you know, yeah, okay, you did your your post op like gender reassignment, you took it, you've taken estrogen, you're taking testosterone blockers, like all the things that come with it, right? So synthetically, you know, the synthetic hormone replacements for everything, right? But it's like, you know, she is, dude. If you watch any of those fights, it's it's not fair. It's like literally like you feel uncomfortable because it's like you wouldn't watch Mike beat up Carla. You'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, well, maybe Carla will beat up Mike. Probably. I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. It, just, it, it makes you feel because it's like, yes, okay. Um, I understand you identify as a woman. Like, I have no issue with that. I don't know what that's like. So it's like I, I have a, a friend of mine um, that, you know, I, I went to school with and ended up joining the Army um, as, a, as a female mechanic. Uh, was in our battalion actually. Um, not gonna, you know, put all all the information out there. But now has been reassigned and is and is a a man in the army, right? But the mm-hmm. thing is, is like if that's your choice, that's your choice. That's cool. Like I have no issue with it whatsoever. But it's like now we're talking about contact sports, uh, combat sports, uh, and it, and it's just you can see that there is like significant advantages to being born assigned a man in going and transition to be a female. I, you know I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, and it's like it's un, it's uncomfortable to to watch, but it's like if you um you know were were born um you know organically a female, you transition to be a male, and you want to compete with male athletes. Like all the science says that male athletes are like way more dominant, right? So it's like cool if you want to go there. Like I I mean you're signing up for something that's like not your thing. Like you, you get no advantages by doing that. So it's like, cool. Like I, I don't, you know what I mean? Who am I to tell somebody if I'm running a hundred meter race that they can't wear Tim's next to me and I can wear track spikes. Like that's on you. You know what I mean? If you want to take the disadvantage that's and you're comfortable with that, that makes you feel more comfortable. Who am I to say, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's completely different when it's the other way around. You know what I mean? But I know we're not supposed to say it. That's why I wasn't sure, you know, how crazy you guys wanted me to get on the pod. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this is this is an opinionated podcast. Right. But we, that's why I say, we, you know, we keep it respectful, though. True. And, and that's the thing is, like, and whatever, you know, whatever I say, I want to, you know, to, to solely fall back on me. Like, this is not, this is not your guys' opinion. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I know, like, firsthand, how it is. you can catch flack on an episode for, for saying certain things. So, it's like, this is just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like that was that was a great great ass perspective on that. Uh, I mean, I don't think it could be said, you know, any better, especially coming from somebody with the fighting background that Nick has. Um, I mean, he he'll be the one to one day air out all his little credentials and stuff that he has, but that's that's for another time. So, I mean, and and another big news today was the uh, the Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington. As we both know, they are used to be best friends. Now they absolutely hate each other. Jorge Masvidal basically runs Miami. Um, he's from Miami. Colby Covington was down there, um, and he was he was having a, like a dinner down in a Miami steakhouse with the Nelk Boys. Uh, shout out to them because they're funny as shit. Um, and Jorge Masvidal, like he he pulled up on him, and I mean they obviously don't like each other. Colby Covington out wrestled him in their last fight. I thought it was a, a weak fight on both of their parts because everybody wanted them to go blow for blow in a sense. And I feel like if it would have went blow for blow, Jorge would have whooped that ass properly. Um, 
But basically, Jorge pulled up and was at the steakhouse, and apparently he punched Colby Covenson in the mouth like two times. Now, he's a professional fighter. One, he probably should have seen the punch coming, but he said he got sucker punched. And then on another note, Colby Covington said that he fractured his tooth. I'm not too fond on teeth being fractured. I've never heard that before. I know that. Um, but, I mean, our resident fight expert also has a background in dentistry. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like, dude, I, I feel like it'll only be right. Can fracturing a tooth, is that is that a real thing? Yeah, that is definitely a thing. How, how, Man, is, how, is the, how does you one fracture a tooth? You there, Keith? I'm here. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, my bad. I, I I heard you talking. I'm not used to this fancy setup, man. I, I got like headphones on. This is wild. Um, yeah, man. So as as Captain Doctor Buchanan would say, um, yeah, I man, you you can fracture a tooth, and um, it's very very rare that you that can repair that tooth. Um, so you want to you want to like uh, a report on teeth, or you want to report on the, this this conflict? I just wanted to know, is it possible? I never in my life, I heard you could fracture a bone. You could fracture cartilage. I never in my life, even though a tooth is a bone. Eh, you know, okay. So, yes, I guess you can fracture a tooth. And co- apparently, Kobe Covington suffered a fractured tooth as a professional fighter by getting sucker punched. Sure. But, I mean, I, I, I've kind of watched the video of it, um, and apparently Kobe Covington was, like, talking about Masvidal kids. As, as we all know, it's one ground that you never step on. You never talk about somebody's kids, their family, or nothing like that. But, I mean, these two dudes were beefing, so, I mean, I'll let, I'll let our resident fight expert analyst, podcaster, Nick Walden, kind of give a little touch. Oh, oh my God. Um yeah, I don't want. I don't want to run out because man, Hunter will tell you. And if you ever listen to any episodes, I could I could get on some fucking tangents, man. So before I even go deep diving, yo, Keith, are you up on this or? I seen it today. Okay. And uh, what's your take? Uh, I have been personally in plenty of street fights, but mm-hmm. we're not gonna get into that. So, being the only way I've ever been sucker punched was in the back of the head. Or, like, I'm turning around. I don't know they dare and they punch me. But, like, if I seen someone coming up, you're not about to sucker punch me. I feel like that shouldn't even be called a sucker punch if you got punched in the mouth two times. You are a fucking championship UFC boxer. How in the hell are you going to call it a sucker punch and fracture a tooth? Like, I just can't get over that. Like, how do you fracture a tooth? Boy, first off, I'm glad that I'm here because Mike said you're a champion UFC boxer. That's what that's, is, that's what I said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant fighter. Y'all know what I mean. Look, man. <laughs> so I, I'm not super familiar with Kobe Covington, right? Because, uh, like in the past, right? He, uh, I think he trained out of Colorado, ironically, um, and he was in camp with uh, Brendan Schaub, who who. Hunter and myself at this social club, like we're big fans of of the Thick Boy Network and the stuff he does on his pods, and it's like I'm, I'm told and I've heard that this is like a facade, like it's not real. Like he he was like the nicest guy ever, wasn't selling, wasn't promoting well, you know, being this nice guy. Um, so he just adopted that whole MAGA Trump uh, build that wall uh, like persona, like it's not actually like true to 
how he actually believes. So, so there's that. Um, and it's like, I feel like, so I'm not a huge Jorge Masvidal fan either because obviously I was growing up, you know what I mean? I'm like the back end of the Kimbo Slice videos on YouTube and all that stuff. And, you know, Classic. I was a fan. Yeah, and I was a fan when he was he was coming out. And obviously I was a fan when, uh, you know, he dropped that evil knee that knocked out. Um, ben Askren. Yeah, knocked out Ben Askren. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm a fan, but I feel like he made it to top tier MMA um, like past his prime as well, right? And another thing too, I think he's like forty, so that's a whole other thing too. Um, usually, you're on like the the down the down slope, you know, when you get to that point. But um, I feel like a couple different. He's, okay, so he's thirty seven years old, right? Um, the thing about about Masvidal is, I think he suffers from a lot of different things that we're going to talk about on uh, our episodes get released on Sunday. And it's like the the different things that come along with like CTE and all that stuff. But and not to give him a scapegoat, right? I don't really know why he decided to take off on this dude. I have zero issues, period, with dudes fighting, right? Whether it's in the street or whatever, whether you're a professional athlete or not. I, I have zero issue with it. But it's like if you're – from what I remember, unless I'm completely mistaken, if you go back to like uh, pre-fight and post-fight coverage of their fight, which uh, Kobe Covington won – um, not the greatest performance in the world. They, they banged a little bit, grappled a little bit, but at the end of the day, like cardio overcame and, and, uh, you know, eventually COVID, like Kobe Covington actually was the one that give, give him the business. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't remember now I'd have to dig deep into this and really watch those, con those, uh, you know, fight interviews and shit or pre-fight interviews. But, um, I don't remember him ever saying anything about his kids. I don't remember him ever saying anything about his family or saying no crazy shit. I remember him saying, excuse me, things directly about Masvidal, that he was a, a deadbeat father and that he was a shitty husband and that it was his wife's house that he didn't have any fucking money. Um, I remember him saying shit like that. If anything, he was like big up in the dude's wife saying like that she held this, you know, piece of shit ass dude down when fucking, you know, he didn't deserve it because he was, you know, X, Y, and Z and, you know, more concerned with other things in his family, blah, blah, blah. So if anything, I don't understand how somebody could say, I, I remember that vividly. How can somebody big up um, a dude's wife for supporting a, a, like a bum-ass dude as a, you know, quote-unquote, um, and, and then still talk shit about it? I think that people have it a little bit mistaken, you know what I'm saying? So as far as... Masvidal wearing a, a COVID mask and a hoodie and punching dude and then dude turns or whatever, punches him again. It's like, I, I say fucking, you know what I mean? Just call the dude out and, you know, videotape that. If he doesn't fight you, you can make a big fucking post about it. But as far as like sneaking the guy, I, I mean, I've snuck people, but I mean, I don't, I don't really think that that's the route to go, especially if like, if you call them out in public, that that promotes clicks, that promotes attention, that promotes, uh, you know, a draw shit where Dana White can make money off him. So he would, of course, give you another shot unless you felt like you couldn't win in a rematch. Then why would you why would you sneak the dude? You know what I'm saying? And then another thing, not to not to keep running off. Um, we got some write-ins at the social club about people being like, oh, well, you know, they're uh, you know, he has registered hands, so he's going to be screwed. This not. Do you think that um, professional fighters have registered hands? My understanding, I thought they all did. I feel like 
I don't think like like legally registered like you go register your car, but I feel like as a if you're a professional fighter, just like um in in the NFL, like if you violate some of the rules, you violate like the code mm-hmm. of conduct. I feel Certain like in contracts. the in, in, yeah, like I feel like in the in the fighting world, if you were to get into a uh, a fight outside of the ring, outside of your training, outside of like pay per view stuff, then that's like a violation of you know the said code of conduct, and then you're subject to penalties through that company that employs you. And I mean, I know we spoke on it before. It's kind of like the Calvin Ridley situation, um, how, you know, he violated and that, and that's, that's what got him suspended. But like in the fighting world, I I mean, you're not going down to like a DMV type thing to register your hands and say like, yeah, put a serial number on this. Like, well, see, cause I'm from Maryland and like, I, I wanted to get into boxing. Unfortunately, never did do this other things. But I know if you wanted to get into boxing, your hands would be registered, at least in the state of Maryland. I don't know how it is for, like, MMA or or boxing, period. So, like, I've always had the assumption that if you were going to get into professional fighting, your hands would be registered. So, all right. So, I'm going to give you, like, the facts behind the, the registered hands thing, right? So, you know who Joe Lewis is? I've heard the name before, yes. So, so famous uh, uh, black boxer was the, uh, the heavyweight champion of the world in uh, 1937, right? Mm-hmm. He, gets, he gets drafted into the Army, right? And basically, you would think he's going to do real Army shit, but he's not. He ended up becoming like this MWR, like sideshow for troops and shit. Um, you know, he would show up, you know, to different, you know, uh, posts, different fucking, different fobs, different naval ships, all that stuff. And they they wanted to, you know, not only did they have the heavyweight champion of the world um, in the army, but they wanted to, like, create this, like, like legend, right? So what they said, they, they made this up in fucking uh, 1942 where, oh, he has registered, you know, hands. So you don't have to issue him a weapon. His hands are registered. If he punches you, that's lethal. And, you know, if he hits anyone, you know, back in the States, um, you know, like a regular citizen or one of the troops or whatever, um, you know, then that that's, you know, this big crazy felony. And so then what they did is they were like, cool, like who wants to challenge Joe Lewis? And they would have, you know, troops and shit, um, you know, put on gloves and, you know, feel what it's like to get hit with these registered, you know, lethal hands. So it's really not a thing. I mean, in the court of law, it's, it's not a thing in, you know, state by state, country by country is not a thing. It's something that a lot of people believe in. It's something that people don't know the origin of. Something that like Bruce Lee fucking continued on in in movies and all this stuff. And then it, it's just like you basically fucking. So for people to, that are hitting me up, like, oh man, is he gonna get charged? Now Masvidal saying that he's gonna get this like felony assault charge, right? Now may he be held to a different standard uh, when the judge looks at him and is like, dude, like you are not a regular ass citizen. You are a professional athlete. So if you, you know, punch this dude, that's fucked up. It's like if you throw a baseball at somebody, you know, sitting down in a chair at a restaurant, you're still going to get arrested, right? But then if you get, you know, Nolan Ryan to hit somebody with a baseball, the judge is going to look at him like, bro, you, you fucking know better. You know what I mean? So might he be treated more harshly? Yeah. But, like, the whole registered fucking thing and, and a lot of people talking about that or a lot of people talking about, that dude was like specifically taking shots at his kids and wife and whatever. I just want to like debunk a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? 
do you think that since you said like if, if if he were to get charged this as like a felony, do you think that him how you said he's a UFC fighter, but his victim Colby Covington is also a UFC fighter? Do you think like the judge would look at it like that and be like, all right, like you're no average dude, but like this assault also wasn't on no average dude either, right? So if you're talking about like like one thing offset the other, I mean. That that's possible. I mean, who, who honestly, who knows what what a judge is going to do? I mean, a judge can, you know, look at some you know, somebody who runs somebody over and kills them and charge them with less time than somebody who who sold a bag of rocks. You know what I'm saying? So, it, I think that's the part of the the U.S. justice system that is its own thing. You know, what I mean, there's no set. There's a black and white standard, but obviously, there's a gray area as to what people are going to get charged with. You know what I'm saying? That's why sentences fluctuate so much. But I mean. I, would he be playing into his character by pressing charges on this dude? Like, yeah, that was the whole thing that sold their fight, right? You got this street fighter, you know, from, you know, Dade from, you know, a notoriously fucking, you know, hood and impoverished area in Miami. And then you got this, this college boy, Trump supporter, you know, and they were playing the race card. They were playing the the demographic card. So it's like, would this potentially add to Kobe Covington's brand by pressing charges on this dude? Yeah, but maybe he doesn't press charges because it's like he wants to show sympathy because really, you know, the ass whooping that he's going to give him in the rematch will be even greater. Who, who knows? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't understand why even something like this happened. You know what I mean? You could have easily fucking fought the dude outside. You know what I mean? So I think there's something more behind it, to be honest. I think we're going to see that soon. And did you also hear that after Colby Covington supposedly got sucker punched twice in the mouth and fractured his tooth, he ran away. He ran out the back, which I mean... He, I, I don't know if that goes against, you know, or for him so he can kind of protect his UFC contract where he doesn't want to get involved in a fight off the street and now he's subject to, like, a personal conduct policy. I'm not too too knowledgeable on that, if that is even the case. But I feel like I feel like all of this, like you said, is like a publicity stunt in a sense because, I mean, these dudes were best friends at one point in time. They do know how to push each other's buttons. They get into the ring. Obviously, they had two different fighting, you know, ways that they wanted to go about on that fight. One dude wanted to wrestle. The other dude, like he said, wanted to fucking break his face. And that's what Jorge Masvidal said. I don't think, going back to, like, just on the UFC side, I don't think Jorge Masvidal has too many fights left in him. Because, I mean, he's lost twice to Kamaru Usman. He's lost three of his last fights, two to Kamaru Usman and now to Kobe Covington. So... I mean, I know the UFC world is 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 a very harsh, as is other sports, which we're about to lead into. Um, they're they're like a harsh, cold-hearted business, and kind of we we covered the UFC a little bit, you know, on our on our last episode with how Jake Paul, how he wants to, he called out Jorge Masvidal, or he called out uh, who's the fucking who's the other guy, Jorge uh, McGregor. He called out Jorge and, and and Conor McGregor, but it was for it was for good cause, you know. He wanted to. Increase their health care. He wanted me and Nick are over here talking to each other like we got a video camera on us, like we're like we're on Patreon or something. But I mean, it I, I think Jorge Masvidal, he'll probably have one or two more fights. And depending on how he does on that, just like it goes back to the boxer, like he's he's getting older, like he's 37. The other fighter was 37. So, like, I mean, that's on the, the bottom end of their career. Kobe Covington is obviously a younger cat. He's the champion right now. He's gonna have a couple more fights under him. I think this is all a publicity stunt, and I think that that felony, uh, you know, saw. But Kobe Covington's name wasn't even on the on the incident report as a victim, so 
it it I mean this just happened. There's still stuff that's still gonna keep coming out. I I just I, I think it's one of those publicity stunts. Uh I mean, I know these two dudes don't like each other, but there's nothing out there really that says that the guy was talking about his kids. Like you haven't heard it, I haven't heard it. I'm sure Keith, you haven't heard it. Not at all. So I mean until until that surfaces, I mean that's when that's when some of this stuff can kind of get validated. So and so, you know Oh no, my bad. Uh, Go ahead, bro. You know, paparazzi and all that, you know they're not finna put out the full story. Someone could have probably recorded the whole thing. But you know good and well, we're not gonna find all the details. Right. And and my thing, like the difference between boxing and like MMA, UFC in particular, is like UFC's contracts are airtight. So they have guidelines that their athletes need to abide by, right? Unless you are like superstar, right? Conor McGregor, um, you know, maybe a handful of others, right? This new Patty kid, um, uh, who's my guy, man? I really fuck with him. Uh, Sean O'Malley. Um, unless you are like, Irish boy, yeah, like unless you're the, that's Patty mm-hmm. with the crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, Sean O'Malley's the uh, like the nerdy tatted dude with the curly hair. Okay, but it's all okay, rainbowed. Yeah. Um, my thing is like, unless you are that super draw, you're not going to get away with violating community standards, right? Unless, right, you're Jorge Masvidal, right? This might be his his last grab at, um, you know, getting that big money fight inside the octagon before he has to take a fight against like a Jake Paul or somebody like that, right? Because the MMA, UFC, again, in particular, is the only like fighting umbrella that you can you can lose and you're still going to make that money you're still going to be the main event which is which is wild right boxing yo you could be you could be 31 and 0 you lose two in a row or you lose that one you get starched you get knocked out that's it like the boxing is going to just that's it he's done on to the next right but in mma think about conor mcgregor what did he lose like five of his last seven yeah something like that and he he just mentions the idea of making a comeback that you think that, that he's going to be on the undercard with somebody being the main event above him? No. Nah. But it's like the thing is, too, you think about Masvidal. Would you, I don't know his stats exactly. So he lost, what, three of his last five, something like that? Yeah. But it's like regardless, it, it's somewhere in that neighborhood. Mike is looking it up now. But the thing is, is like if you have a stunt like this, right, this draws attention. Everybody's talking about this. This shit just happened, and you guys are already talking about it. Every media outlet is already talking about it. It's like you – you might be able to get that draw where Dana White is like, all right, this is undeniable. Like, I got to give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he lost three of his last five. You know what I'm saying? No. So he he might be able to get it off of this. Say Kobe Covington, maybe this is playing between the two of them. Who the fuck knows? Maybe they really are still friends, and this whole thing has been a big fucking scheme. But the thing is, is like, regardless, even if the dude is on a downward slope, the UFC doesn't care about that because UFC is full of, um, you know, it's about the money because they're full of like casual fans, not, yeah. di- not diehard fans. Like boxing is a is a purist combat sport. MMA, especially UFC, is something that people get together on a on a Saturday night and go watch the fight. Right. Like, and, and, and the thing is, is, is it, it's a content. They're constantly putting out content. Right. They they have ESPN, all these things where they're just constantly pushing fights. So it's like this fight will sell. This could be a big ass stunt, dude. It's like if it is a stunt. Bro, I swear I want to be the first one to say that it was, dude. Right here on Pissed Off Sports. Me, personally, I think that they are still friends. They planned this whole shit together the first time, and now they're planning it again, but now drawing all this hype to it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's why it's so magically delicious. Dude's name is not in the incident report. The victim. How do you not have the victim's name 
uh, you know, when filing the incident report. That that's how you know it's not real. Hey, and, you know, you. And, and you know what? Uh, apparently, this is what Jorge Masvidal did to Kobe Covington. <laughs> Man, the UFC is such a cold-hearted, like, it, it, and like Nick said, like if that if that is the case, like y'all heard it here on Pissed Off Sports, man. If UFC is that cold-hearted where they do stuff like that, like that's just terrible, man. And that that also like not they only do. is not only is the UFC cold-hearted, man, the NFL is cold-hearted too. So uh, we're gonna go into the NFL topic, man. I just want to give a shout out to to our our resident ESPN fight analyst, uh, Nick Walden. Um, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming. Appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. Thank got that, you. Got that live audience out there, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll stick around. We got like two more topics. We can, we can, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and move into the, the NFL part where how the NFL is cold hearted too, man. I know y'all have seen, uh, well, I know you have seen this, this guy. He's the Michigan linebacker, David Ajabos. Yes. Man, the dude is a beast, man. He's a projected first round draft pick. A stud linebacker, man. He's he's big boy, and I know you you know that linebacker position like the back hey, of your hand. That's, that's second nature, right there. Exactly. And, but like, what a lot of people don't understand. What to me, when I seen it, I wasn't surprised because simply because we all well, okay, I can't even say we all players know how it is. Like, if you get injured. It's whoever can be next man up. That, yeah, whoever can fulfill that position next since you can't do it. Like, I mean, it sucks that it happened at that time during pro day, right. which is like the worst time. Like, fuck. They really just going to be, okay, he injured on to the next. And I, and I feel like the only reason why it is such a big deal, like I'm, I'm on the side where I'm kind of like disappointed that nobody like, you know, on the humanity side of it. Like, nobody went out there to really check on him. Um, but, like like you said, like, it's a pro day. It's, like, a short, like, you have this much time to do this with this many people and get this done so they can try to move on to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And and the only reason why it's, it's really such a big deal is because it was a nationally televised thing. He wasn't the only guy that was out there, but he was one of the bigger names that was out there. And the fact that, the the sports world is just they're upset about is because I mean the dude went down with a torn Achilles like he's gonna be out for the whole year like his rookie year's done hopefully he still gets drafted pretty good he lost a whole bunch of money just off of that because if you fall out of the first round like you're losing money um as as you get picked in the NFL draft the the your rookie contract number is, starts to go down um but I mean it was just crazy because like while he was down like they just grabbed the ball moved up five yards and then fucking said all right blew the whistle let's go. And that's the NFL, though. Like, you see that in games. Yeah. Like, if you're not, like, the number one star on the team, they going to continue to play. Right. And and that's and that's what a lot of, like, the former players, when they were bringing this up and talking about it, like, a lot of the former players were saying, like, cutthroat business, dog. You got to get in where you fit in. Like, if this, if this is what happens, this is what happens. Like, the players know that. The coaches know that. It was just because it was on – national tv and there's a lot of people who never played football before who are the ones that's talking about him like oh they should have went out and checked on him i mean they did they had the sports medicine people that were out there they were out there making sure he was good obviously we know what happened because the dude got we knew he tore his damn achilles you know what i'm saying and like i feel for him because 
I tore my MCL. I didn't get to go to college combines. Yeah. So I I just was like, but I always had an education. So right. I accepted the fact that I wasn't gonna play college college football. So I just carried on with life. But like that's a whole nother level. That's NFL Pro Day. Like people are watching you. You have the pos. Well, it wasn't a possibility. He was going to get drafted. Yeah, and I mean he still will be drafted. Exactly. But now, but now his draft stock fall a little bit, you know, because a lot of people, you know, these teams aren't going to go out there and and try to trade up for the dude if he's not even going to play this season. Like they're they're going to try to see if he falls to the second round, the third round, because I mean he's a first round talent, but he might he might become a, a second day. I don't even know. I mean, if he falls to like the third day draft, which is like third, fourth round, or I think it's four or five, um, that's that's a tough blow on him. But that's going to be a sleeper pick that in, in two, three years, if he can recover from this pretty good. I wouldn't even say two, three years. I'll give it a year or two because like it, it, it actually all depends on him. But I mean, at the ethic. linebacker position, you know how it is. Like you need it, it's rough. Yeah, and the but torn like, Achilles. Look how Kevin Durant came back after he tore his Achilles. I mean, it took him some time, but I mean, the dude—he's not playing that full-on contact. How David Jabus is going to play at the linebacker position? But it—it it, it depend on if he gets drafted. Well, he's going to. So say he gets drafted, no matter what round, if he has everything he's provided to get healthy, and his sole focus is that, he will come back. Remember Ray Lewis broke his arm. Yeah, came back won the Super Bowl because all he did was he dedicated. And that was in the same to season better. too when he did that. Exactly. So like, if he has that same mindset, he can come back and still beast mode. And that's that's a hundred percent on him. I mean, I think the Achilles is a little bit easier at the linebacker position to come back than than the ACL. Yeah, most definitely. But it that ain't no damn joke, man. He, he his side to side mobility is. It's gonna be down for a little while, like you said. He's gonna he gonna have to get on them tire drills. He's he gonna have to work, and it, it ain't gonna be no no Hyundai Sonata tire drills. They're gonna have to be them eighteen wheeler tire drills. Man, I'm glad I used to literally sprain my ankle at least three times a year in high school, and it was to the point where like man, a sprained ankle and a torn Achilles two different situations. I mean, yeah, when you later put some tape on out. it, rub some dirt on it, and and put some lotion on it, and call it a day. Shit, but when your ankle swelled to the point where, like, you sprained it again, what they told me, they was like, you have speaking, a slight fracture. I was like, damn. Hmm. Tape well, it up. I'm still speak, going to play. Speaking of ankles and lotion, do your ankles got lotion on it right now? Hell no. Nah. I already know. All right, well, I mean, we can get into our last topic. I mean, we're almost at our usual timeline that we're we're usually at with uh, our, our podcast. We'll save our, our last topic for our next episode. Um, I mean... The 37-year-old Matt Ryan, that dude, man, he was a beast down there in Atlanta, man. He just got traded to the Indianapolis Colts for your boy Carson Wentz. He's now on the Washington Commanders. God. I know. We almost threw up over here in the Pissed Off Sports HQ. Fucking Carson. Gross. Gross. Yeah, man. So, I mean, Matt Ryan, he got traded to the Colts, man. I think that's going to be good for him. I promise my boy Trey that I, I, I talk about his Indianapolis Colts a little bit. I don't like it um, because I feel like they just improved at the quarterback position. They got Jonathan Taylor. They got Michael Pittman Jr. on the on the outside. They got Dole or whatever in the on the tight end. But I don't think Matt Ryan, just like when he had Julio Jones, he only had one receiver. He did good, but he didn't get him far. 
I think the Indianapolis Colts got to get got to get another receiver. I think if if Odell Beckham if he don't go get back to the Rams, I feel like Odell would be a good fit for the Indianapolis Colts. I could see that. I I could definitely see that. But like, I feel like I feel like that would be a good fit for him, man. But from in the past years, the Colts have have had a good run game. So I don't I see Matt Ryan having a big purpose there. And their offensive line has been top five the last like five years, dude. Like exactly. So like they got some dogs from like Stanford. He he gonna come in, but he not, they not finna change it up to make them a Matt Ryan pass heavy team because they run game is strong. Exactly, and I think that'll prolong his career. Just give him enough time for the Indianapolis Colts to find their predecessor, because this is gonna be the fifth quarterback in five years consecutively, in the five years that Frank Wright has been the head coach there. That Matt Ryan or they're gonna have a new quarterback week one. I miss Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, man, that boy looks so different. I don't know if you've seen him when they was at the college game. Boy, that boy, he said, I've been a full-on daddy. Hey, he retired. He's living his best life. Yeah, I ain't mad at him either. I, The only thing on this whole trade that I have a problem with is Matt Ryan, what, the, what they got in return for Matt Ryan down in Atlanta. The dude's the franchise leader in Atlanta for – Yards, touchdowns, wins, completion percentage. Like, he's their best quarterback they've ever had in their history. Exactly. And you know what they got for him? Nah, shit. (laughs) Yeah, basically just a third-round pick for this season. Deshaun Watson to the nasty-ass Cleveland Browns got three first-round draft picks. We'll go back on 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 our last episode. They they changed one of the picks. So now this year, in, in addition to the three first round draft picks, a third round and a fourth round. They also got a third round like in addition to. So five total picks, three, four, five, six, six total picks um, for Deshaun Watson, who's only played two, three seasons. Matt Ryan is a franchise leader, still pretty good. He gave up or he had like 4,000 yards or 4,800 yards or whatever last year. And they only gave him a third round pick for that. Like I feel like that's like super disrespectful to Matt Ryan. But then again, is did Matt Ryan really want to leave? Well, he was Matt Ryan. At- Matt Ryan came out and said that like it was time for a team change, which I mean is true. Right. Like he, if he okay with it, then it is what it is. Actually, so so I said forty eight hundred. Matt Ryan threw for forty three hundred. But I feel like even. Like, if he didn't have Julio Jones, like, if he's this good-ass quarterback that everybody says that he's this good-ass quarterback, then he had Kyle Pitts, the number one tight end coming out of the draft this past season. But Kyle Pitts, he had a, a decent season. It wasn't one of those seasons to to be talked about, like, not a, not a Jamar Chase-type season for a rookie. I just – I think Matt Ryan will help the Colts. I don't think Matt Ryan will get the Colts to the Super Bowl. No, no. Unless, playoff contenders, I can see them playoff contenders, but Super Bowl, they'll definitely be in the playoffs because they have a more reliable quarterback than your your uh, favorite quarterback of all time, Carson Wentz. No, no, um, no, no. Because no. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan will get you to the playoffs. Especially they got the run game and they got Michael Pittman on the outside, but they need another receiver. Uh, you know, the NFL really have just been making stupid decisions this year. I don't. Know. I think this this has been one of the most intriguing off seasons that the NFL has had, like in in a long time. 
how many quarterbacks have been on the move? How many big name players have been on the move? Shit, how many probably... players? How many players have signed? There's going to be a lot of new faces in a not, in a lot of new places next year. I think this year alone. Quote that. Quote we, we, that. They probably setting records for trades and free agency signs. This Man, is. This it's crazy because out here I'm out here in Colorado, so I hear all these hyped up Denver fans, and I'm like, y'all will be third place in the AFC West. Like, <laughs> y'all will be third place. The Raiders will be fourth, the Chargers will be second, and the Chiefs will be first. It'll be close. It'll be damn close. But like Bronco fans, like, pause, hold on a little bit. Just, just, just relax. Y'all don't have an offensive line. Y'all don't have a running back. Y'all have some receivers. Man, you got some defense. Have running back. I just thought about that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. So. Someone tell I mean, Peyton to come back. Tell who? P- tell Peyton to come back. Yeah, Peyton. Peyton. <laughs> Man, Peyton better off sitting there talking to Eli Manning about who did it and why on ESPN2 every Monday well, night. Well, that's the last, last, the last time I heard something about the, the Broncos when Peyton was playing. Mm, well, I mean, you're gonna hear a lot more about the Broncos this year now they got Russell, but we're gonna see how they do. They still, they still got their team up for sale, so I might have to uh, get a business loan out and go up there and try to buy them just so I can. <laughs> but as a Steelers fan, as a Steelers fan, it'd be disrespectful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the colors. They're gonna be black and yellow Denver Broncos. Shit, man. But man, that was a goddamn great ass episode, man. Again, shout out to Dash Productions on the intro. Shout out to our resident. Fight expert analyst Nick Walden from Rock the Social Club the podcast. Plenty of knowledge, stuff I ain't know about. Like, right, right. Every day. Yep. So I mean, we we'll have him on more. We'll have his brother Hunter on the the other co-host of the Social Club podcast. And uh, as always, we appreciate you, Keith. We appreciate the pissed off sports audience. Have a good day.